This is Andre from Peace Talks, and I am here with... Caitlin Richards. Will Dalton. Anthony Mercer. Nathan Oates. And we are live at the Hip Hop Symposium. First off, who are some of y'all favorite hip hop artists of all time? Don't get me started. So, favorite of all time, Tupac. Mm. Tupac, absolutely. That's facts. I love Tupac. You know what's crazy? I actually need to get well versed with his music. Do you really? Yup. I'ma say that straight up. And I feel like that's bad because I don't I don't it's not like a matter of disrespect. Yeah. I just didn't grow up in that time period. Like I didn't start listening to music from the nineties and eighties era. Even though I respect it as maybe the best era in hip hop because that's when like the culture was like probably at its peak you know what I'm saying as far as like being straight up honest new and like the best thing out you know since sliced bread and stuff like that right. <laughs> I know for me uh, my favorite artist is Meek Mill um, really good really good rap out of Philly a lot of good rappers come out of Philly uh, one of the reasons why I actually like him um, I know with music, I kind of align myself. Align myself with people who I can relate to. I can relate to the music, and so if you look at you know his life and his upbringing, and my life and my upbringing, we have a lot of things in common. So um, that's why I really you know like his music and, and like him as an artist. You? I I don't really listen to a lot of hip hop, <laughs> to be honest. No, that's okay. Everybody has their own ears, so no judgment here. Well, mine is Andre 3000. That's not may be ironic, but it's not because the first name's Andre. It's just, even though he hasn't put out technically a solo album, even though I call it a Love Below a solo album, even though it's compacted with speaker box, he does everything that your favorite rapper would do and better, in my opinion, and... He has a diverse, diverse amount of flows, cadences, and even type of rapping that he does. That's why he's my favorite. That's cool. I would definitely have to say mine's is uh, it's a tie. It's a tie between J. Cole and Kendrick. Um, as far as um, message, I feel like J. Cole has a picture-perfect mindset through his lyricism. And then when it comes to actual like wordplay and like knowing how to rap i feel like kendrick is mount everest of what it means to be a lyrical mc in the game i love both of those j cole and kendrick for sure i'm more of a kendrick fan even though i'm from here mm -hmm. that's just me though because <laughs> not his head but still i'm more of a kendrick fan because even though j cole <laughs> He does, he does what he does, but sometimes it may not be pleased. It, it may be a little underwhelming because we know what he could do because we heard what he can do. Mm -hmm. But he doesn't always do that, and that's why sometimes I may not want to put him above Kendrick because he doesn't always bring up that what he could do. Quick question. So. Do you think a J. Cole and Kendrick album would actually be fire? Or will it like clash too much? It depends. Because back when they said they were going to do it, I thought it would have been fire. Now, I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's like, 
you saw you're gonna hear a whole lot of bars which is gonna be like crazy or you're gonna hear like a contrast to where one does the hook like forbidden fruit or something like that you know what i'm saying off a of born center it's just like that's a hard topic to chop i don't even yeah, know yeah I, I personally i personally um you know didn't think it was gonna work from the beginning um, I think, you know, both of the artists, they can collab and do a song together and it may be really good. But if you're talking about a body of work, like an album, I don't, I don't think it's going to work at all because, you know, you're talking about kind of like the same kind of people, you know, opposites mm. attract. But we have people that's like the same and they're both perfectionists and they're both really good MCs. A lot of times we don't really see that, you know, really, really working out. It's just like having um, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan on the same team. Yeah, that's uh, a fact. I don't yeah. think that's going to work at all. And so um, they're good artists in, in their respect. Um, I personally prefer uh, J. Cole over uh, over Kendrick. I'm, I'm not really a, a, a Kendrick guy. Um, I like the way Cole delivers his flow. I like his subject matter. I like the way he raps, his wordplay, his cadence. Um, he's very diverse with his flow, and so that's why, you know, personally for me, out of those two, I prefer J. Cole. Now, Dreamfield Fest. How much impact do y'all think that's going to have on the community around here? I think it's going to have a huge impact on Raleigh. You know, I think as far as the local economy is going to be good. We have a lot of people, you know, come in and stay in hotels. A lot of people going to a lot of different restaurants around the city. And so I think that'll be good. Um, you know, I think that'll be good for a lot of students to be able to have that experience. So you kind of, you know, kick it, have some great music, meet some new people. Um, networking um, is huge. Uh, people coming from all different areas to come to Raleigh and kind of hear some a great artist or a great series of artists so i think they'll do wonders for our local community yeah just that platform you know what i'm saying like actually establishes something as far as like this is the first one you know what i'm saying like to be honest with you when i brought the ticket i was thinking this was gonna be some glorified concert like i didn't even think about like forty thousand people are gonna be here you know what i'm saying this like is something that I feel like is gonna make a huge impact on North Carolina in general. Cause to be honest with you, we have the opportunity for thousands of people from around the nation or around the world that's coming to this one event. You know what I'm saying? So it's just gonna be a huge montage of like culture and like diversity, but all there for the like one cause, which is to listen to some great. You know what I'm saying? Straight up. That's how I feel about it. Now, we all know hip-hop has gotten a bad rap at times in our life. Maybe it's they link it to shootings or people getting beat up or profanity. But what do y'all think the impact of hip-hop has had on y'all or people around y'all personally? I think nowadays um, hip-hop is starting to change and I'm not going to touch the music aspect I'm just gonna touch the artist aspect I believe nowadays I believe artists are now starting to turn more into role models now not all of them but I believe more and more we're starting to see more people step up 
and be role models for their community. Um, if you look at people like, you know, what Jay-Z has done for his community, look at people like Meek Mill, uh, J. Cole, Nipsey Hussle, uh, Chance the Rapper, we're starting to see a trend of uh, rapper, uh, 21 Savage as well, rappers starting to use um, their wealth and their income to try to change the community, try to uh, uh, get their audience to start investing money now. You know, I think that's big. I think that's a new kind of wave the rappers are trying to do now. Hey, you know, let's put the chains down. You know, if you get a hundred thousand, don't just go out there and buy the the hottest car you can buy. Go invest some of that money. Turn a hundred thousand to five hundred thousand. Turn five hundred thousand into a million, and and create some generational wealth for your family. I believe that's the new wave and what it's getting into, and so that is the impact that I see on um, on the community. I agree. Just from like my little brother's standpoint, he's 15, and I think in that generation, like especially in high school, there's a different connection than there is like with a different generation. I mean, I think it's a lot more personable. Like the things that he listens to, it's like a really like heart impact that you can like connect with. That I think is really cool. That's like from the music standpoint, like through the lyrics and stuff like that. So I think it's interesting and neat. Now, what are y'all opinions on different kinds of rapping? We know we have the, the conscious rap or the fast rap or the not-so-lyrical rap. What are some of y'all favorite kinds of rapping? I like I like conscious music. Yeah, me too. That's my favorite. Yeah, that's just me. Um, the mumble rap is just, you know, a lot of those mumble rappers are just one-hit wonders, um, to be honest. Not to say that they don't have the talent. We're, we're, we're living in an age where a lot of young people just like that kind of music, yeah, exactly. man. It's just a wave, man. People people like that stuff, and it sells. Mm -hmm. you know, whatever, make it, whatever makes money is what's going to get promoted. Um, so, like I said, I'm more of a conscious rap kind of guy. But some people actually like the mumble rap music. I mean, I'm not really yeah. a huge fan. I feel like I get it. It's like, sometimes it's like... Some people just don't want to listen to, nobody wants to get a lecture, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't feel as if, like, they need to be spoken to in terms of, like, hey, this, that, and the third is what you need to do, and I'm trying to learn from that way. Sometimes people listen to music just to vibe, you know what I'm saying? It's basically like the beat kind of dictates what, as far as mumble rap is concerned, you know what I'm saying? They're more so listening to the vibe of the whole entire track instead of listening to the words of the artist, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like certain artists in mumble rap convey a feeling rather than trying to like establish a message, you know what I'm saying? Like, you get a different feeling from listening to Kodak than listening to like Kendrick, you know what I'm saying, or like Vince mm -hmm. Staples, or like somebody lyrically driven, uh, and I feel like that's the biggest disparity because I don't know. It's like there's no way you can like deny the fact that there's multiple genres in rap. It's just hard when you try to all like 
having it in one. You know what I'm saying? Like hip hop can mean something different to somebody than rap. Period. So that's how I now, yeah, I agree. Like everything has a time and a place, right? One moment you may want to listen to something that's going to make you think. But sometimes you don't want to put something on that you just want to have fun. Bang your head in your car, bump the volume all the way up and just be a little ignorant, you know? But I feel like everything has a time and a place. And I feel like some people, fans anyway, maybe older and younger, maybe don't understand that's where the disconnect happens at. Because you know how on the internet you see older people arguing younger people over their rap taste. But at the end of the day, it's their rap taste. One person's going to like Tupac, but the other person's going to like Little Pump. And that's fine. Because nobody has to force somebody to listen to either or. Everybody has their own ear and their own interests. Mm. So if people understood and like to have conversations about why, per se... There would be better dialogue and intellect between fans and just people. Because at the end of the day, we're all people and humans. So we all have a choice of what to do and what to do. And if we have better conversation and want to actually listen instead of just talk all the time, then we could have better unity between the two. Right. So we do have a history of hip-hop in North Carolina, whether people believe it or not. Do you think it's been highlighted at all as some of our history besides Petey Pablo? Because we do have, I don't know if y'all heard of this group called Little Brother. with Knife Wonder, Big Cool, and Fonte. Probably Knife Wonder. I oh, Knife Wonder, yeah. yeah. But not, not Little Brother. Well, when he first, I don't know when he first came out, but on his come up, he had a group called Little Brother. And it was him, Fonte, and a rapper Big Pooh. They all had a group. They put out two albums, one called The Listening and the other called The Minstrel Show. They are from and out of North Carolina. That's what's up. I got to look into them. And these real. albums came out around 2004, 2005-ish in that era. So I feel like there should be a little more emphasis on people around the area to promote the actual artists that come out of here. Now we have, y'all probably heard of the baby, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 blowing up. He's national now. Yeah. I, I'm from Charlotte, you know. I'm I'm from Charlotte, so I'm a, I'm a, you know aware of the baby. Um, I think a lot of times within North Carolina, and this doesn't go for any other state. I'm just basically speaking on my experiences with people who are musicians in music in North Carolina and primarily in Charlotte. What what's very difficult is for a lot of young up-and-coming artists to get the support um a lot of times we have people who or who may rap or who may be musicians and we don't want to lend a hand to any other artists we don't want to say well and we have a and it's such a high quantity mm-hmm. of people I, it's so many people who rap in charlotte you know I, I grew up there and i feel like all of my friends have turned musicians after high school. And that's not to say that they're not good. However, if everybody, it's such a field with so much competition, it's not enough support. Um, you know, and I'll just speak on the baby. Um, I think, you know, he's, he's a, you know, he's an up and coming artist. He's pretty good. Um, I think that 
you know, where the environment in which he came from kind of shapes his music, uh, which is good. Um, he has, personally, if I'm to give my own opinion, um, I think he's a good artist. He does have some stains with me, though. And I do love to support Charlotte artists, but he does have some stains. Um, he's, he's a guy which has said he's from the streets and he does some things that I don't really quite agree with you know when he's out concerts and things like that or maybe out in his public life that I don't quite agree with so I think that for me it kind of hurts me wanting to be a huge fan and be all in on his music mm. okay. so about materialism we all know we all see it how do y'all feel about the materialism in hip hop, glorifying the chains, the money, and all the products that they swing around and support? I understand it. I know that in order to catch that attention, um, to have the clicks, you gotta have a lot of things around you that promotes yourself as somebody that is marketable to everybody. And the universal language nowadays is money straight up like it has always been until something changes which i doubt is going to happen anytime soon um the thing that kind of concerns me is like when you're listening to it as an impressionist or like being impressionable it's like sometimes it's hard to know where those where that thing came from you know what i'm saying where all those things came from which is the hard work put behind the scenes you know what I'm saying? Which is why I personally geared towards artists like trying to actually like show more so the work ethic behind getting the things. Like you can show the things too, but don't show them just to like brag about them. You know what I'm saying? Show them to have those as pillars of motivation for you to like stay on your hustle and stay on your grind because if you go out and spend $50,000 on a chain and you don't got no money in the bank, then you're gonna feel empty about it. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not gonna hold any weight with you at the end of the day. You're just gonna look at that and then you're gonna start looking to external sources as motivation instead of yourself, which can lead down like a path of like destruction as far as like depression and like anxiety. Cause when all those things are gone, you feel like you have nothing instead of like building your own wealth inside of you. You know what I'm saying? It's basically what's in the brain and not really what's around you. you know? I, I think, I think for some artists and, and for some people, we always have to give things with context and understand things with context. A lot, a lot of rappers. Why, why do they wear these chains or these, you know, high-end clothing and things like that? You got to understand where these people come from. You have to be able to understand, man, when you grow up in some of these environments where you feel as though you have been oppressed and there wasn't a lot of options and you grew up poor and, and somehow you had this amazing God-given talent, you was able to make it out of your situation, was able to make it out your community, and now you can afford these things your mind could never have dreamed of grasping when you was a child and you have those things so i think that's why we see the glorified chains and money and all this different kind of stuff because if you got to understand man if you if you came from nothing and i got all this right here like yo look what i just did like i feel like to me this was something that was almost you know impossible but i was able to make it happen 
um, to mention on a a, a different a, a different point, um, we're starting to see how the people who run these uh, music companies, these high end billionaires I would say they don't mind the glorification of the chains the buying the $450,000 car buying the Wraith they don't mind those things here is the issue that comes into play when a lot of African American artists start investing their money into businesses land property and things like that mm. when we are able to take the money that we obtain and we put it in the community to build it up for for you know black folks mm -hmm. then i believe that is when a problem occurs so when you look at a good brother like nipsey hustle and you know everybody has this everybody has their own kind of conspiracy of why he was shot and killed i'm i'm, I'm gonna just sit here and say what what he was doing and i'm gonna try to make a connection the man owed 18 businesses in la he was from crenshaw and so what he wanted to do piece by piece was we want to own business by business and take the neighborhood back and have it be black owned. He the man invested in STEM programs for the local people in his area, which isn't a, a suburb or rich area. This is a, it's a pretty much a very poor community. I'm going to invest in STEM programs that are going to be free. And I want to allow these kids to have an opportunity to go to Silicon Valley and work in this tech world where they can have a future for themselves. And so I believe when we start to do that and we start to push those narratives, then that becomes a problem. I feel because that. we're taking with buying those businesses and investing in education, now we're taking away from some of the opportunities from some of the people in the majority. And so, you know, his death was like I said was tragic. And people start to ask, you know, why was it that he died? And, you know, a lot of people will tell you, the man, it was just a, his friend was a hater that just killed him. We have to be able to open up our minds here. We have to be able to open up our minds and really understand what, what the goal is in mind. And what a lot of people don't understand, that he was a part of the game. Mm. But what a lot of people don't understand about the streets and, and, and gang life is that there is a code that is applied. There's politics within gang life and politics in the streets. And for me, I know that one of the most number one rule of the streets is you never want to make the block high. You never want to make the block high. And what does that mean? If the block is high, that means you can't sell no drugs, you can't do no illegal activity, you can't move no weight, you can't do nothing. The whole operation is shut down if the block is high. Ever since Nipsey died, you know, we can you know, look at our social media. The block is very hot right now. Mm -hmm. Police are there. They're doing military drills in downtown L.A. now. And, and so what we're beginning to see is in an environment where the gang life is chilled. The violence is chilled in L.A. You know, mm -hmm. there have been gang wars in a very long time. And now we're starting to see with his death, things starting to change. And I believe the majority wants things to go back to the way that they were beforehand so you know I, I do think that the narrative is changing 
uh, you know, in hip hop and, and with the glorification of the chains and things like that, a lot of rappers are like, hey man, I'm starting to put these chains down, you know. I want to be able to have something for my son. I want to be able to have something for my family to own and look upon it and create generational wealth. That is the new narrative. The new narrative in hip-hop is generational wealth for all people, especially black folks um, in, in hip-hop game. And that's the end of Peace Talks Live today. Thank y'all for listening. And have a good one next time. Peace out. I feel perfect surrounded by serpent circles. I feel like I'm in the loop. Uh, the earth is a serpent to the circle, then the world wouldn't go round. That's the life I feel like y'all don't need to wait, wait, wait. You're loving me too. I see the proof. I was wondering if death is so close to slumbering, then why should I ever let the sun come in? Uh, God, let me be real for you. If life is fake, what is real to you? But I feel like you must be black, cuz. Uh, if I was fake, they probably wouldn't kill me too. I often think my habits gonna have me asking for forgiveness. I hope I change. I see daggers dripping with open brains and black and liquid. I believe aliens be kidnapping me and switching bodies with them. Yeah, they be trapping. My cousin is cool. I was just chilling with them. Uh, but I'm so paranoid. I probably snapped it and turned around. I have plans to kill me if you ever start acting different. I know I have problems, but I deal with them. Life is poker, and I'm the joker. No Keith Ledger, I feel different. I'm still chipping, cause my high school partner went to prison before they even got to give him a visit. Damn, snakes is gonna leave the jungle for faith and believe in hunger. My mom just as paranoid as me. She think we hiding secrets from her. Pause, I think my enemy is hiding secrets from me. I carved the night, kicking through carbonite, seeking the guarded mice. Prison cell, be cool as blocks of ice. On top the grill, and I just untied my mind. But I hate to warn you, snakes are on you. Me and myself talking different voices. We all make different choices. Damn, they never correlate. But damn, my hope is good because I can get the poison. Equality and optical illusion on the obstacle course that humans race to humans race. To guys, we look like fumes in space. To whom embrace, we should all be good. The system shall do what you expected to do. The present should be what you expected to move. If I gave you a rainbow for your birthday, I expect you to lose your mind. Lose your mind. I'm losing time. I choose this time to do you and mine. It's been fed. We all enslaved to politics. We all putting poison into them parliament's choices, man. I never followed them. Ever, ever, or forever. I, I would never show, never lie, or never die. I live on the world, whoever side, whoever side. I land on a hope with it's yours. Yeah, hope they realize. I think about, 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 I drift away to an empty space between consciousness and a dormant state. I try to listen to more lectures and no point pressing, point break range with shot and investing. I don't know who was invested, but it's me. I got no proof.